Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The Square Ball Podcast. Welcome to the Matchball Podcast from us lot, the Square Ball. I'm Dan Moylan. With me, Michael Normanson. Hello. Moscow White's here as well. Daniel Chapman. Hello. And we're back here again. Sick of it, lads. Leeds winning every bloody week. Before we get into that, quick mention for Levi solicitors as well who are behind the podcast. 10% off your legal fees when you mention us when you inquire. Go to our direct landing page, levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the Square Ball. Another win. This is all getting a little bit giddy now, isn't it, hey? We're not just winning. Other results. Mm. It was a near-perfect evening. I almost could have done with us not winning that. <laughs> Look at the fucking table, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at the table during the game because I saw that um, Preston were beating Fulham and that Keith Stroud was up to all sorts of nonsense in that one. His um, usual nonsense? Or? He was all over the farmyard in this. Cards um, everywhere. Mental. And uh, and I I said to uh, Phil Hay, who I, I was sitting next to, I said, this feels like it's last year's Wigan game. But in December, that if we don't take advantage of this, I'll feel like we're not going up this season. <laughs> but, if we, but if we do win, then I think we're promoted and it's done. We're, we're all good. <laughs> oh, shit. We're absolutely fine. But, but that's so- obviously not how I feel now, even though we are 11 points clear of third place. It's so true, though. Emotions constantly resting on a knife edge. That's what Leeds has done to us. I had that feeling that if... That if we had that chance to go 11 points clear and we didn't take it, that it might be like that would be a, a significant blow, which it shouldn't be because we'd still be, what, eight points clear, even if we'd lost. And if we'd drawn, we would have been 10 points, no, nine points clear. <laughs> so it's still, everything still would have been okay. But it just had that feel like if we if we can't be whole in this situation, it's going to have that, that slight Wigan feeling. But now we did beat them and now I don't know what to do with myself. I think just enjoy it a little bit if we can. But it never stops. It's going to be a relentless season. It's going to be like this all season. Even if we're 20 points clear, we're still not going to rest, are we? After what happened last season. And do you know what? We're probably in the long run going to be better for it because there'll be no taking our foot off the gas or thinking, hey, we're home and hose now, lads. Bloody hell, because I don't want a repeat of that last season. I feel like 10 points clear at this stage of the season is, is Kevin Keegan territory, isn't it? It's That's that's one. Let's all let's all start celebrating. Stop it. We're not even ten points clear, are we? Sorry, eleven, 11 points clear. 
Jesus. Well, let's just have a look back through the game then, because it wasn't a great game. I think it was it was fairly crap all round. There were loads of misplaced passes. Everyone seemed to have like sort of two or three touches, then lose it. It was very, very wet and windy in their defence. Mm. If you weren't in Leeds for the game tonight, it really was awful. But yeah, there was some bad there was some bad football on show as well. Loads and loads of night, well, night sort of semi nice moves, but then it'd break down with the final ball or just that final decision. And having spent like one of the previous podcasts recently praising Costa's decision making all over the place tonight, all of them. But I thought Costa was lively actually tonight. He's starting to look like a really handy player. I thought Costa was brilliant, and I think all that was really wrong in attack. It wasn't. Um, it wasn't as bad as we've had on some occasions where we're like the final ball is terrible and we're missing. I think it was just uh, slightly wrong decisions. It was, we were pulling back when we should have crossed and we were crossing when we should pull back. And that was kind of just trying to get that synced up and work out exactly what the the right option was. Costa on a, he was doing this on uh, Saturday against Huddersfield. His ability to, when everybody else thinks the ball's going out for a goal kick, to just get there and whip it across or just do something with it from the byline is really useful. Um, he, does, he plays to the extremities of the pitch, doesn't he, on all sides? Yeah. He absolutely does. And I, uh, I am starting to like him quite a lot. I thought he was very good tonight, even if he didn't uh, particularly lay a perfect final ball on. But, um, you know, that came, that came. Well, it sort of all kicked into life. It's similar sort of Leeds pattern, sort of 15 or 20 minutes of not quite knowing exactly how this is going to unfold. And then 20 minutes, that first good chance, you know, when he cut inside and he was threaded through in the channel and he should have probably scored, I would have said, on balance. And that kind of started it off. And we had a good spell, I thought, in the first half and after that. I thought, weirdly, we were better in the first half than the second half. Um, second half, we lost control of it. First half, I actually felt fairly comfortable. It's like, we'll, we'll keep playing like this. Eventually, we'll carve out a chance and the goal will come. Then the second half started and it all went a bit mental. They seemed to have brought Bowen inside a bit. They just said On. they just seemed to say to him, like basically just go wherever the ball is because we need you to do something. And he was doing some stuff. Although we defended against him very well for the most part, I would say. We did. We were we had him under that much control in the first half that he started uh he was defending at right back for mm-hmm. some of it, which is not where you want your most well, you I suppose they got Krasicki as well. But uh, but yeah, Krasicki did pretty much nothing most of the game Bowen was very quiet first half and then the second half he started to roam a little bit um, I don't know if Stuart Dallas ever fully had full control of him but then you know he's not a right back so um, I don't know how much he should be expected to, to have a left back even whichever side of the pitch he was playing but we tend to play a sort of man to man a lot of the time don't we under BL so was Dallas the man who was sticking closest to him because I didn't really notice yeah and he did well first half um, but then second half when uh, yeah Bowen started going and swapping wings and stuff I think he may have had a um, a reminder at half time that he's supposed to be their best player and he should probably better start showing it um, and he did get quite dangerous but um, but Berardi all night was not going to let any of those little fuckers score and that was uh, um, it was it was great tonight he was absolutely brilliant tonight I know we are accused sometimes on this podcast of being too much fans of Berardi but tonight he was absolutely immense just we, me and Michael both as we were driving up here mentioned uh, towards the end of the game where he he ran up for a, a header above their striker and before he'd hit the floor, he somehow managed to volley it down the pitch. He was just that committed to everything and he won everything really 
careful with his decisions, um, which is surprising when you see him sort of like see a, a bouncing ball from 40 yards and set off sprinting towards it. You don't think <laughs> that the end result of that is going to be a careful, powerful clearance. But um, yeah, he was brilliant. I thought what was quite funny was that Hull should probably have scored uh, before both our goals and they didn't. And we did, which I liked because I've got it jotted down 57 Hull should have scored, but I've got no further notes than that. I can't remember exactly what happened. And then 59 minutes, um, we were denied, weren't we? Sorry, no, beg your pardon. No, we did get the ball in the net on 59 minutes, but we were denied by that offside flag. Was it offside? Uh, I think so. Yeah, it was Harrison who was offside in the build-up by the looks of it. Well, that's a shame. Yeah, that doesn't, that doesn't play into my theory that we're, we're being cheated. He shouldn't have been offside in that position. He should have stayed offside. No, it looked like yeah. he was. He had a full view across the line. Jackie was not not quite up to his usual recent standards today. I think he looked a bit. I mean, he came off. He looked tired. And click going down with cramp. I think there's an element of. Is that real though? With click, that's the thing. You just. He's he's very professional. Oh, he did, seeing, he did some splendid again. bits towards the end, just in their in their technical area when he was on the floor when he went down like he'd been attacked, um, <laughs> and then he just I think he started flicking the bird at their um, bench. Did he? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, the tweets seem to suggest it. Yeah, yeah, I got the feeling it was genuine because I watched them getting um, they were going to bring on uh, Baz Dog, um, and I don't think it was going to be for Click. And then when Click went down, um, they shouted for Pascal Strike, and I, I don't know. I don't. I didn't think he could have been running any faster to get ready, but Marcelo Bielsa yelled at him, and he went like an absolute rocket into the the dugout. Like, woof, shit, sorry, Bielsa, and it must be, yeah, coming on when you're uh, however old he is, like twenty one year old, and you've got Marcelo Bielsa bollocking you because you're not getting your uh, your bib off fast enough. He did. He went. It was it was like somebody lit him and he went like a, a firework into the back of the dugout to get his socks on. What I will say is that I think they started doing bits. About an hour into this game, they started looking really dangerous in the middle portion of the second half. And it could have probably gone either way at that point, I think, if they'd have just nicked one of those chances. But then we scored at just the right time. What was it? Was it 73 minutes? Yeah, you could... From half-time until that point, it was getting... Uh, just before this, the crowd had been singing "Get Into Them, Fuck, Fuck Them Up,", up. Yeah, which was, you can always I've tell. It down. Yeah, seventy-one minutes. <laughs> you could always tell that that's when things are going a little bit awry, and it was uh, just kind of Bowen making things uh, a little bit dangerous, and a few um, a few things at the back. We just couldn't get out. We had them penned in for most of the first half, and then second half, uh, yeah, the first sort of twenty minutes or so, we we were struggling to to get out. But we do now seem to be getting better. At counter-attacking, which has been the problem when we were uh, not putting chances away earlier in the season was because we're just putting so much pressure on teams all the time and making chance after chance and not finishing it. And if we see now Huddersfield game and then both goals in this are just real fast breakaway attacks from uh, mm. from letting the other team... Um, we've profited from them putting us under pressure. I'm, so I'm come at us, idiots. Yeah, I'm pretty... Well, the games that we have dropped points in it's when it's got away from us a little bit like it started doing tonight which is kind of when you start to get a bit twitchy but like you say we just we just went up the other end and scored worth pointing out that we went 1-0 up with zero shots on target and then we were 2-0 up with one shot on target in some ways it's a shame we scored that second goal because it'd have been quite nice to win a game with no shots on target just to just I mean to... I'd happily take the second to be honest it needed it 
just to settle the yeah, game. Yeah, it bit. made the remaining uh, 10 minutes or whatever was left. Although the six minutes injury time, weren't there? But yeah, it made, made the remaining remaining 15 or whatever nice and comfortable. It was like, you can, we can all just enjoy this now. And then after with the second, they didn't threaten at all. Did they, they, I think they knew that it was it was up. And particularly Berardi was still, even though he was carrying an injury by this point, was still not letting it, anyone pass. I think it was at 2-0 that he did his flying header then kick combination and probably while carrying an injury as well. Who did who did score their goal? Who did it go in off? Device was that um, an, uh, a mobile phone? Mm. Yes, <laughs> some kind of device. Because yeah. um, I thought it was the goalkeeper from my view, but it, the device was not the goalkeeper. No, no, it was a cross, and he, he slid in, and yeah. it was it was very fortunate. He had no. Did it hit the goalkeeper first? No, no. keeper got a hand to it, trying right. to save it, but it, it did did go in the line off. I need a replay in... of this goal at some point. Clearly, it was, but it was just that typical that move that we'd done so many times, which was the one-two down the byline, cut back. I, mean, I saw all that yeah. stuff. There's an enjoyable pass from Pablo. I'm saying the, it's through to Costa. It's the corridor of uncertainty. Pop it in there. As Dave Williams, uh, who's tweeted us to point this out, it's the corridor of uncertainty. Can you put it in there? Something's yeah. going to happen. How many yeah. own goals is that this year? Uh, four? four or five, isn't it? Yeah, something like third top scorer now is Oggy. Yeah. It is a great pass from Pablo. And then, oh, I see, right. Yeah, hits the defender then in off the goalkeeper. That's why I was going confused. Pablo, I could only um, see it going in off the, into the net off the keeper. Pablo had a strange game today. Until that pass, I was getting quite annoyed with him. He gave it away an awful lot. He was very sloppy, wasn't he? He's had a couple of games like that recently, but you know he's always got that pass in him. That's the thing. He was getting annoyed with a lot of other people as well. He wasn't very happy with the uh, with the referee from the start. Um, but I thought the referee was all right. He was a bit annoying. He loved a little play on, didn't he? Loved mm. to say, oh, I'm just going to see that and then... But then, again, there, but then again, there was that one in the first half when Ayling was breaking away yeah. and he pulled it back. So. And once he, once he got the measure that that was kind of what he was going to do, then it was, you pretty much worked him out and he, he seemed to get most things right. I thought um, he, he let Tom Eves get away with quite a bit up front for them. He seemed to, that's their big sort of Andy Carroll tribute they had up front. He, it was just every time the ball's forward, which I know is what a lot of strikers do, but he was doing the thing where they put both hands behind to grab the defender's shirt and he never once picked up on that. Which was, uh, I think refs should probably be a bit more aware of this sort of thing going on. Especially when they do it to Leeds players. If we do it, it's fine. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, when, I mean Bam- that Bamford wouldn't do that, though. Bamford's a nice boy. Eves did give Ben White a little uh, smack on the face as well. I couldn't work out whether it was deliberate or not, but Ben was uh, walking around kind of feeling the inside of his mouth for oh. a while. The exaggerated I've been hit gesture. <laughs> when, they do the, when they do the fake check for blood, even when yeah. there's been... Very little contact with the refs. I'm looking at it. Oh God, I can't believe I'm can't believe I'm not bleeding to death after what's just occurred. Why do you think I'm doing this, referee? What do you think has happened? <laughs> and a word on Bamford. Um, immense run. Have you seen the run that he made? So you know, Kiko saves it off um, up at the other end, and Bamford is the one who gets the touch mm. there. And if you watch him, he starts strolling out in that way, that sort of languid way Bamford does, until he hits the 18-yard box, and he sees we're breaking, and he puts the accelerators on then. And he's the one who gets the shot off that hits the post. Doesn't so, score though, does he? No. I mean, Eddie would have finished that, I'm just saying. However, he did kick the goalkeeper in the head. Yes, he he nearly kicks uh, Kiko in the head at, at our end, doesn't he? And then he's obviously, he's got the taste for goalkeeper at that point, so... But I mean, to run, to run the full length of the pitch, 70, what, uh, 80, 81 minutes in, is pretty bloody good just going. Just the same as Jack Harrison the other week, he cleared it in the 
the left back position, didn't he? And then bombed into the box and, and scored a goal for us. Yeah, I don't know why you're expecting us to be impressed by uh, Pat doing something that Jackie Harrison's done uh, <laughs> several times before. No, it was good. It was great. And I do, I am very, very pleased. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, the whole City Tigers take on um, their goalkeeper being kicked to death so that Alioski <laughs> can shoot into an open net. <laughs> I can't imagine anybody being more annoyed or but be more annoying like, in terms of being on the receiving end of that than Alioski scoring past you when your keeper's been booted in the face. By Pat Bamford. In the face! It's brilliant. Apparently on the whole commentary tonight they were saying um, that uh, I think it was uh, um, midfield that Click yes. and Bamford were both passengers. They were describing him as... I mean, no... Bamford was is like what he is now. He, he Bamford will still, you know, presented with a, a brilliant opportunity like that He'll hit the post. But he's Rambo now. It doesn't matter. His, his game is not about goals. His game is running out onto the pitch, smearing mud on his face, kicking goalkeepers in the the head so other people can score and adjusting his fringe. Uh, adjusting his fringe. Then their number five wanted to kill him pretty much from the start of the match. Um, I'm perfectly happy with uh, with Pat's. What are we going to call him? Ramboford? Ram, Ram, we'll Ramboford? We'll work on it. Okay. Anyway. What, was it, what did he do? I think it was Device who scored the own goal, actually. He, he was really annoyed with Bamford right at the start of the second half. And it wasn't at all clear why. Yeah, he'd rattled him. My mate messaged me saying that, saying that um, Bamford's uh, rattled Device, but I didn't see what was going on. He either. just seemed to be, he seemed to be a real exception. Bamford won a free kick and yeah. he was furious about it for some reason. There wasn't much in it, but yeah, the, the, he then had a big strop like walking away from the referee and refusing to uh, to come back and accept his talking to. I don't know, maybe you flashed him some land registry documents or something like that. Look at all this that I've got. What have you got? Nothing. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Do you think Hull will be happy with that one tonight then? (laughs) No, which is good. I enjoy that we're pissing everybody off on the way to promotion. It's nice. There's no way for Leeds United to get promoted that won't piss people off, though, is there? I mean, let's face it. If we were the, if every victory we had was pure, and there was there was nothing controversial, and we played fairly, and we deserved to win every game, people would still find reason to be annoyed. Do you know what we need to do after that match? We need to sign Jared Bowen. I'm not even sure he was that good. Like I, I didn't look at him tonight and think. It, I thought he had no. He had some nice yeah, tricks. Yeah, he, he did. Yeah. He, he maybe in a better team, he'd, he'd stand a better chance. Um, but 
whether we need him or not, let's just buy him just to annoy him. I'd be up for that. Yeah. Yeah. Nice or, cut not, price deal, yeah. At the very least, Dan James him in January and almost <laughs> buy him so he's so he's not asked about playing for Hull anymore. <laughs> Dan James. <laughs> just get him to sit in the East Stand for 12 hours. In the cold. <laughs> <laughs> we do some photos and that. Mess with his head, yeah. I'm yeah, all just for get it. some photos of him in a, in a Leeds kit but then not actually buy him. So for the benefit of anybody who wasn't there tonight then, what was the atmosphere like inside Ellen Road? It was it was nervy. I think we, we referred to that get into um fuck 'em up chance. It it never reached um uh particularly like annoyed levels at any point. I was it was interesting that after we'd gone one up, we then had another uh attack that broke down, I think it was Costa and Bamford, and the reaction to that was kind of was quite angry as if it's like, why haven't we immediately scored a another goal? So you could you could feel Maybe what I was, I don't know how many people in the stadium were aware of, of what uh, Fulham and Preston were doing, but you could, it did have that vibe, but we, we need to get this done. Um, and it had to be like, Hull aren't great. Hull aren't good enough to be beating us, especially when we're in the form that we're in and we're 11 points clear at the top of the league. So it was a night when we, we needed to just get that fucker won. At some point I heard someone shout, this is fucking shit leads. And I thought, it's mm. not really, is it? It's not as good as we sometimes are. But like, let's get a bit of perspective. We we are top of the league. I think we were one up at the time. <laughs> or potentially, no, maybe it was just before we scored, actually. Be like, look, look, this is not, this unless this is your first game since like the year 2000, this is not shit. There's been shit and this is fine. This is us top of the league trying to break a team down and I think that's maybe just obviously it's a symptom of the nerves but also it's that loss of control as well because we control so many games and even when we're not playing great we still control the tempo and the style of the game and I think there were just moments tonight when that like I said earlier on it just got away from us just a little bit and those are the games where we drop points as we said though weirdly I don't think the goals we've scored today if we have complete control of the game those two goals aren't no. scored because they're never, they've never got that many men forward for us to be able to counter-attack. The thing with the points we dropped early in the season against Swansea and Forest and Derby were that they just put 10 men in the 18-yard box for the entire match mm-hmm. and then managed to snatch something from it. Whereas Hull actually had a bit of a go and played right into our hands. I think <laughs> what that tells me to put a really positive spin on it is that we are dangerous in so many different situations because you can't look at the... All right, so the first half, the decision-making wasn't perfect, so we didn't carve out. We didn't manage to get that shot on goal that we wanted. But you can't look at the pressure that we put Hull under for for big, long stretches of time in the first half and say that we weren't battering them and we had them penned in. So we tried that. We had, we tried that thing of keeping them back and we were we were not creating clear-cut chances because obviously we didn't get this mythical shot away. But not many teams could withstand us just crossing the ball into their box from side to side constantly. And if it goes, you know, if it runs too far on, on one side, Stuart Dallas is going to be there and he's going to pass to Click and he's going to pass to Hernandez and going to put it in again. And if it goes out the other side from that, Must be Costa's going to pick it up. And he's going to pass it. Exactly. So we've got this great... A routine where we can just work teams to death and hopefully we'll get a, a shot that way and then when inevitably they will go oh come on no we've got we've got Jared Bowen here we've got to do something about this we can just pick them off then so there's not really if you're an opposition manager you sort of go like well do we defend deep with, with 10 in the box and we just try and withstand this 
ball that's coming into our box constantly for for 90 minutes or do we try and have a go at them and risk them uh, taking the piss on the counter attack you're fucked either way because uh, leads are going up <laughs> Good to hear. I'm glad that that's very, it's all much, sorted now. very much the case. And let's not forget, I mean, after the second goal, a couple of minutes later, about five minutes later, it was about 87 on the clock. Bamford should have scored as well with that ball that came over, that long-ranging cross and he's going through the middle. He just touched, didn't quite, it let him down a bit, didn't it? It was at the south stand end for me, so I couldn't really yeah. see how good a chance that was. I saw it, the, the ball dropping between the goalkeeper and, and Bamford and um, I was hoping he'd you know just van basten it straight in or something but yeah i couldn't see exactly how he messed that one up the big fool it was i think it's that difficult chance where obviously he's uh he's left footed and it's coming over his left shoulder as well from wide on the left hand side so it's yeah. an incredibly hard chance to take it didn't look particularly well set up for him but um i, I had no i had no particular axe to grind with him and also we're tuning up at that point so i was pretty happy could really get used to this feeling of not having played the best game possible but still won relatively comfortably I get the feeling we may see some of that again on Saturday against Cardiff. I think they're going to be quite Hull-ish. Um, who's their good player? Who's their Jared Bowen? Is it Peltier? I assume it is. Um, Gary Medine, perhaps. We'll probably have uh, some of this as well, where there'll be periods of that game where we're we're all getting a bit, this This is shit leads when we're 4-0 up. But um, but it's good. It's it's. It's better than I think anybody thought we were going to be doing after those Swansea and Derby and Forest matches. So I'm glad because I couldn't have put up with the season of doing that badly. And I think every time we do this where we grind out these wins, and let's not forget another clean sheet, and we should give a word to Kiko in a second as well. Mm. Another clean sheet. Confidence just grows with each passing game where we realise that we've got the goals in us and we're not going to concede, not many at all. And we're doing clean sheets with a without a fixed team as well. You know the the run of games we've had, we've had to chop and change it quite a bit. I think a word for Calvin coming back in tonight as well. It, it made a big difference to us. Yeah, we looked a lot. I'm not sure we actually win that game tonight without Phillips in there. And when you talk about chopping and changing, the fact that we had Ollie Casey coming on for his debut last week, and then we had Pascal Strike. Was that his league debut? Has he played a league game before? I'm I know trying to remember that, um, but he's certainly not been played many. And yeah, we're just. I don't know whether all the under-23s look alike to Marcelo Bielsa and he's just like, names his team and we have a, a Robbie Gotze will not play, uh, <laughs> Jack Clark just to you know, maybe upset Spurs and uh, just one of the defenders. Do you, do you mind which one? No. Big, one of the big ones. Yeah, one of the big defenders. <laughs> don't know why he started talking like that. No, but it's nice and I enjoy it. Yeah, Kiko then, he, he had a good game. And again, he doesn't have much to do, Kiko, but what he does do at the minute, he's doing really well. I mean, he looks like a Real Madrid goalkeeper at the moment, doesn't he? Because all his saves against Huddersfield and then the, the two tonight are... It's not one of those where he's getting his body in behind the ball. He's putting out a hand to stop exactly where the ball is going, which is... I, I don't know how much goalkeeper training Michael has done, but I believe that's quite a difficult skill. What's Yeah, putting... So well, something Bailey Peacock-Farrell never quite grasped. The old diving before the ball's in the net and outstretching your arms in such a way as to stop the ball going past them. It's a combination of... It's not even... I don't think there were dives... Uh, particularly it's being really well positioned so that when the shot is made he just knows where to put his hand out and yeah. and, and block the ball That's you saw it at Huddersfield and you saw it again tonight he's exactly, yeah, his position is fantastic and there was the two yeah so there was the one just before uh, the one that led to us scoring which was brilliant um, 
and then the the one before that as well when um was it uh Grzycki got through or somebody got through and had a, a shot at him and he just hand up nope some of his other stuff was good as well like he came for a couple of crosses which he punched which upset some people but they were good punches they mm. got they went well clear of the box they were but had good height on them so everyone could re sort of restructure themselves and get ready for another attack and it's fine it's weird. Everyone's like, catch it. Oh, no, but that's all right. It's fine. It's there was the one that he punched and then the ball went up in the air in the penalty area and it sort of landed in the penalty area for a moment right next to his hand and he didn't put his hand out onto it. From what I remember, there was, everybody just seemed to be looking at it as if it was like an unexploded grenade. And there's this moment everyone's like, um, and then he just puts his out. I'll just have the ball. That's fine. The ball, the ball will be mine. Ridiculously cool head. Right, it was some- nice. I was just going to say, it, 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 I don't know if it was picked up on um, on the television, but when uh, after the second goal was scored, a lot of our players went and celebrated with Kiko um, at that end of the pitch as well. And uh, and somebody tried to run onto the pitch to celebrate with him as well, although they, they seemed to submit to... It was a bit of a half-hearted pitch invasion, sort of ran yeah. into the penalty area and was like... A wet oh, Tuesday you, night pitch yeah, invasion. You're gonna, they didn't know what to do really when they got there. Yeah, but it was nice to haven't see thought the, this uh, through... <laughs> It was nice to see the celebrations and appreciate that um, that Kiko had had basically made that goal happen. Does he? He doesn't get an assist for that, but maybe he should. Poor well, Alioski yeah. got no credit for it, did he? It's like scoring it, the damn thing. <laughs> it was a nice finish. I mean, I didn't admittedly realise at the time that that Bamford had tried to break the goalkeeper's <laughs> neck. But which does many, make an, an easier finish. But how many times have we seen Alioski running onto a ball at the back post like that and Over it ends the up, it's up the police station <laughs> with his usual <laughs> tactic. So it was great to see that um, go in the net. And that's two and two for Alioski. I bet you he doesn't start on Saturday. No, but he's, he's useful in that kind of relentless uh, sort of Duracell Bonnie way, isn't he? Yeah. Um, Heroes and villains is what I was going to say before. Who have we got from that game who's, who's turned us on tonight? The pre-match cat. Yep. It was a cat on the pitch before the game. Nice nod to the Tigers. Nice to see. Yeah, he didn't seem particularly interested in them. I think he's probably a Leeds fan. And uh, yeah, Stewart came and uh, ushered it off and then picked it up. And as I saw him carrying it down the, the service tunnel at the, the northwest corner of the cat, so sort of fighting and it looked, he started, you know, I don't know if you've ever had a cat in your hands and it's fighting you. He started running as if he wanted to just basically throw it. <laughs> I was, um, was going to say, if only we still had animal handling specialist, Habib Habibu, <laughs> he could have slung it over the west stand or something. <laughs> It's by the tail. <laughs> nice callback. Nice callback, that. Yeah, very good. So uh, that was nice. I thought uh, Costa was good tonight as well. Helder Costa was very good tonight. I like, I like his runs infield he makes as well, because mm. he causes a bit of confusion by doing that, because we've always got overlapping fullbacks on the go. So when he just picks it up wide and just runs right into the middle of the pitch, it creates a new thing, which is just something we don't seem to have when other people are on the right wing. He's, he's just quite happy to do that. Yeah, he'll cut inside and then look at the far touchline, won't he? Yeah, or whatever, pass it across midfield. And He didn't seem to have any problem with their, their full-backs either, their defenders. He was just like, nah, I'll do what I want with these. Absolutely fine. Yeah, he looks like he's kind of nicely settling in and his confidence is growing. I'll say that of him. I think all the stuff that... Um, uh, I think we mentioned it on the, the Huddersfield match, that all the stuff that Bielsa has been teaching him, he's now having the opportunities to apply that in games and so putting the two things together it's like okay I've learned a lot and that's going to be really difficult to try and apply it but now he's applying it and it's working yeah he's finding the space like, yeah fuck this is great which must have been a feeling that a lot of the players had under under Bielsa last year but maybe in that half time in that Stoke game where they'd all been absolutely murdered for six weeks and then they come in 
what was it, 2-0 up or 2-1 up, and it's gone, fuck, this is really good actually, isn't it? Maybe he's getting that feeling. Hope so, hope so. Other heroes and villains? For villains, the the ground of Ellen Road, for the, um, <laughs> did you hear the disgraceful, um, what did, sonic violence of oh. the PA system that, that Norwich claimed was... was Michael a, Bailey from uh, from the Norwich advertiser, now of The Athletic, we might have to yes, get Phil oh, to... Yeah. Uh, Does that technically make him a colleague? Uh... He's, a, he's Phil's colleague. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did that thing again, didn't he, at two minutes? So, um, yeah. yeah. And also, did you notice this? I don't think this is the case. It's hard to tell because Hull has four letters in it. But the scoreboard said lead mm. and Hull. I didn't it, notice that. I'm no. pretty sure it normally says leads. It, it feels like a very niche complaint. But it said lead today. <laughs> Just a little thing. Would you have preferred Lee? For three letters each. Well, I thought if you're going to go, if you're going to go four letters, you could go LUFC. Because mm. the space is there for it as well. I don't know. I'll see you next game. <laughs> it looked like on Sky tonight you had Lee versus Hull, four letters. Okay. So well, if it's... Minor ty- typography gripes. It might be lead versus card, on unless they go with diff. <laughs> <laughs> Back to tonight. Heroes, uh, Kiko. Yep. We need to give him all the heroism we can before he's banned for being a daft racist. So well done for uh, for being a brilliant goalkeeper for now. Um, but no, he was he was great, and he's uh, probably played a big role in. Well, he has played a uh, a match winning role today. I think Bamford, I'd like to nominate for that run as well. That run alone, doing the full length of the pitch and trying to behead the keeper. Yeah, he, the two. When you put the two things together, I suppose I've never seen Jackie Harrison uh, two foot keeper in the face just so he can score. <laughs> so uh, I'm I'm happy with that. And Berardi, as mentioned before, mm. was um, a colossus this evening and uh, and deserves his credit for that. And Phillips just for for playing again and making the difference. That whole centre of the team we've basically gone through there. Just the middle of the middle of the team. So are we saying here was Leeds United's team? Leeds United's middle. <laughs> Very good. Have we got any credit for uh, Keith Stroud? Because he seems to have had a right old night over at um, Preston. I was watching at halftime the red cards that he'd uh, he'd given. The red card he gave to the Fulham player was hilarious because he's. Um, Almost, it's something you'd expect Berardi to do, to go running full pelt at somebody, mm. run, and then just like give them a forearm smash in the face that everybody in the stadium can see. And I really enjoyed watching Keith Stroud kind of going, snivelling over to his linesman. Go, oh, okay, no, everybody calm down, calm down now. Tell me, what did you see? It's like, well, he, sm- he smacked him in the fucking face, Keith. What? what oh, okay, right. What do you think we should do, in your your opinion? It's a fucking red card, you maniac. Send the bastard off. <laughs> um, and, and there's one, actually, that he didn't give. I saw that as well. Yeah, which and, he should have done. Which was uh, was mad. And then the, it didn't look any different to the the... Uh, the Preston player that he did send off. And it was Ben Pearson as well that he, he only gave a yellow card to. And Ben Pearson loves getting sent off. So I don't know what <laughs> Stroud has been up to tonight, but it has uh, contributed to uh, Preston beating Fulham and to us being 11 points clear. Which is great. And long mm-hmm. may it continue. Mm-hmm. And we're all getting giddy. It's very late now. I think we should go get some rest, regroup, and go, <laughs> out, go out again for Cardiff. What are you expecting to happen when we go home? Are you thinking you're going to go to sleep? No, I might No, not because you're going to lie awake for the next three hours with, don't you know, pump it up. So what's it going up? Don't you know, pump it up. That and me and Michael have been in the car. We're singing, Gaetano, Barra. And then we can't, we don't know all the words. <laughs> we do. We do. I'm going to... Um, 
not go home, I'm going to go to Big Fellas in Ponty and, and demand, they, <laughs> demand they play Pump It Up for the entire evening. <laughs> All right, then we'll leave it there. We'll speak to you later on in the week on the Phil Hay Show and uh, we'll be back with a match ball after the Cardiff game as well. Phil might be a bit more measured than us. <laughs> You should have seen him at the end of the game. He was shirt off, whipping it around his head. All right, we'll speak to you in a bit. Cheers. The Square Ball Podcast. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.